This recording is brought to you by Whitworth University. Well, it's now my great pleasure to introduce our convocation speaker this morning, Dr. Carol Simon, who serves as Whitworth's provost and executive vice president. For you students who are here, you might want to know that as provost, Dr. Simon's responsibilities are chiefly to keep our academic programs in great order for you. Certainly to support faculty and their important callings as teachers and scholars and mentors, but also to ensure that you students are well equipped to take advantage of the many academic opportunities that are available to you here. In her dual role as executive vice president, Carol is the second highest ranking administrator on campus and takes on important additional responsibilities to assist me in stewarding all of the university's activities and resources for which I am very grateful. Dr. Simon is an accomplished philosophical scholar and teacher. She is called upon often to speak about faith learning integration, faculty development, and the role of the Christian liberal arts tradition. And increasingly, she is also called upon to speak to academic leaders across the country on topics such as academic and budget prioritization and strategic enrollment planning. She has authored, co-authored, uh, or edited five books, including titles like Can Hope Endure? A Historical Case Study in Christian Higher Education, and Mentoring for Mission, Nurturing New Faculty at Church-Related Colleges. Now, most of you know that this is Dr. Simon's last spring convocation address. After seven faithful years of service to Whitworth, she and her husband, Steve, and their faithful dog, Bella, are retiring to North Carolina to be closer to family members. We are sad to see them leave us, and we are immensely grateful for the gifts and the impact that you are leaving behind. Having worked closely with Carol now for nearly seven years, I'm continually impressed by her passionate advocacy for the strength of our academic programs and faculty and students and her reputation as a national leader in conversations that are important to us and important to the Academy. She tirelessly supports excellence in all of the areas of her responsibilities here, and she brings a thoughtful and faithful voice to university discussions and decision-making. I am proud to call Carol a part of the Whitworth community and to call her my friend, indeed, all of our friend. Later this spring, Whitworth will publish a volume of all of Carol's convocation addresses and her fall homilies delivered at Whitworth over the past seven years. Words of inspiration, affirmation, and challenge. And that book will be appropriately titled, Setting Sail on Mighty Waters. Would you please join me in welcoming Dr. Carol Simon. Of all the kinds of questions that humans ask, why questions are the most urgent and fundamental? The same set of actions can be motivated by two starkly different whys, and the why matters. For example, why are we here in this room 
right now. A French philosopher named Blaise Pascal um, thought that ceremonies like these were designed to appeal to the imagination. Pascal observed, if learned doctors did not wear uh, square caps and robes four times too large, um, they never would have deceived the world, which finds such authentic displays irresistible. <laughs> A cynic might think that the point of our being here is so that Whitworth faculty can impress the audience and that those of us in these oversized robes can reassure ourselves of our dignity, authority, and worth. Uh, if that's why we're here, I think we're wasting our time. Um, over the next weeks and years, you who are new to Whitworth uh, will be making judgments about whether our faculty really do know what we are doing, uh, and this ceremony uh, will not have much impact on your opinion. But consider a very different reason for being here. This ceremony is called a convocation. To convoke means literally to call together. For me, this convocation has two aspects. It's both an academic ceremony and a worship service. As a participant in an academic ceremony, I'm here to commit myself to cooperate in a shared task. The shared task of equipping ourselves to better understand, evaluate, improve, and celebrate the world in which we live. As a worship service, the ceremony also has a theological point. At the theological level, it is not the president of Whitworth University or the provost who are calling us together. This ceremony started with an invocation. If that was not just a recitation of pious words, it was a request that we be alive to God's presence here, right here among us. The theological point of a convocation is to ask the God who is here to call us together and to be with us in the coming semester. If that is what we are doing here, I think we should consider carefully the risks involved. God is not a genie in a bottle. When we call on God, we cannot assume that God is here to do our bidding. Rather, when we invoke God, we volunteer to submit ourselves to God's agenda. We have no guarantee that God's agenda will be easy or pleasant. In fact, Christianity and other major religious traditions tells us, tell us that it will be costly. One of my favorite authors, Annie Dillard, emphasizes this danger well. Does anyone have the foggiest idea of what sort of power we so blithely invoke? She asks. Or as I suspect, does no one believe a word of it? It is madness to wear velvet hats to church. We should be wearing crash helmets. Ushers should be issuing life preservers and signal flares. We should be lashed to our pews. For God may draw us out from where we can never return. Dillard's words might strike you as far-fetched and exaggerated, but she is trying to wake 
her readers up to God's majesty and power and unpredictability. One cannot submit to God without a healthy dose of fear and trembling. God only knows what God might do. A person who finds a ceremony in which God is invoked boring rather than awe-inspiring is either a fool or doesn't, in fact, believe a word of it. If this convocation is just an academic ceremony, then this would be like the point in the football huddle when the players clasp hands in the center and say something energizing like, go team. Um, <laughs> but as a worship service, it is either a bunch of people going through the motions of an empty ritual, or it's a group of people placing ourselves in God's hands. I'm here to risk putting myself in God's hands for a simple reason. I can't get through this semester in a worthy way without God's help. So the why of our being here today matters. The why of our being at Whitworth University is also of crucial importance. If the faculty and staff of Whitworth University are simply here to earn a paycheck and whatever personal prestige we can achieve, and if the students of Whitworth are simply here to gain a diploma, then Whitworth would be a soulless shopping mall of attractive ideas, a space where people come to acquire qualifications and whatever knowledge that strikes their fancy. But since the why of Whitworth includes the moral purpose of serving humanity, this university is a space for a community of scholars and learners to seek the truth through the type of critical reflection that happens best when people of diverse perspectives respect one another enough to grapple with their genuine disagreements. At Whitworth, we spend significant time asking about what matters, not just what will help us get ahead. We ask what purposes are worth dedicating our lives to. And since the why of Whitworth includes the spiritual purpose of honoring God and following Christ, we are on a quest that needs not only moral courage, but God's grace. The passage from the book of Job that was read earlier can be read as a celebration of this pursuit of the liberal arts and a warning about the limitation of such a project. The author of this passage depicts the wonder of human accomplishment. With courage and skill and inventiveness, we can lay bare the roots of mountains, bringing hidden things to light. This is not just a celebration of technology, but a metaphor for all the things can, that can be accomplished by resorting to human know-how and artistry. We seek knowledge and its practical applications, and we unearth the useful iron and copper and superconductors and labor economics and organ transplant techniques. We exercise creativity, and we shape and give birth to the delightful and the sublime, gold and sapphires and poetry and concertos and Chagall windows. Human knowledge and creativity are marvels, 
The faculty sitting here hope to add to the storehouse of knowledge through their research. As teachers, we hope to help you students here today and all Whitworth students increase your skills and knowledge. Teaching and learning is always a communal enterprise. Here is one crucial reason why we need God's help. To genuinely seek knowledge and understanding, we will need to be honest and say what we think, even when it is unpopular. We will need the courage to go out on a limb and risk being mistaken. We will need the humility to listen to one another and to learn from those with whom we disagree. To participate in this shared endeavor, we will need patience and self-discipline and compassion. But if this spring semester is like all other semesters at Whitworth, six weeks from now, we are most likely going to start feeling tired and overworked and overwhelmed. We will have too much to do and feel that there is far too little time to do it. Lofty thoughts will be rare. Irritability will be the norm. We may lose sight of why we are here. Succeeding even in completing the semester well is beyond our human ability. We need God's help and God's grace. A few days or weeks from now, um, we will not uh, remember this convocation. Um, but God will not have forgotten. So I'm here today to ask God to be with you and with me. May God help us through the hard things that we will face and save us from the easy assumption that every success is a blessing and every failure or hardship a curse. If the author of Job is right, we need God's help even more for getting to wisdom than for seeking what human creativity and ingenuity can produce. Job tells us that wisdom is hidden from the eyes of all living, and even death, with all its power and mystery, has only heard rumor of it. Wisdom is utterly beyond us. If you know the story of the book of Job, you know that Job's friends all thought they had wisdom. Job had been stripped of his wealth, his children, his health, and his reputation. His suffering plunged him into confusion. Each um, of his friends had his theology down pat. They took turns using their theology like sandpaper across Job's open wounds. Again and again, they added to his suffering by demanding that he admit that he deserved it. In the end, their smug assurance in speaking for God earned them God's anger. By contrast, Job's honest questions resulted in an encounter with God. God rewards Job not only with restoration, but with a glimpse of God's unspeakable glory. As an academic community, Whitworth University cannot thrive without open inquiry into fundamental questions. Honest doubts need not be feared, and honest questions need not be avoided. The author of Job says that the fear of God is wisdom. 
Those who fear God do not too quickly assume they speak for God or that they have God all figured out. Sometimes we are wiser to fear our comfortable certainties than our honest doubts. Here too, we need wisdom. The wisdom to know if our doubts arise from honesty or a desire to appear sophisticated. The wisdom to know if our convictions reflect the truth or our, our arrogant, self-serving ignorance. Wisdom spurs both doubt and conviction to seek continued dialogue. Why are we here? We are here today engaging in a serious act of faith. We are signing on to God's agenda for us this semester, though we have little idea of what all that will mean for us. We are asking God to be with us and to make us into people with the courage, humility, and patience to cooperate in the quest for all the great things that human endeavor can produce and for the wisdom whose value transcends even the best of those great things. We are asking God to grant us wisdom and to hold on to us as we risk asking hard questions. The we that is entering into this act of faith may not include you. Uh, you may have some other why for being here or have no clear idea of why you are here. You may hope that Whitworth will help you find a worthy why. Whitworth welcomes you. Ask your questions. Voice your doubts. Let us keep one another honest. May the Lord Jesus Christ be with each of you as we turn to the hard work that faces us this semester. <laughs>